Need your Minnesota United soccer fix? We've got it for you here. It's Loon Talk on Score North. Welcome in, Loons fans, to week number six of Loon Talk here on Score North and anywhere you find your podcasts, really. Uh, I am Jonathan Harrison, joined alongside Dan Terhar today for Man. this week's Loon Talk. No special guest this week. Uh, more on that oh. for next week. That's coming up next. Uh, welcome into I would, uh, I think you came up with the greatest term for it. it the, the best kept secret in MLS. Is that what you called this podcast, Dan? Yes, yes. Don't tell anybody. Let's keep this quiet. <laughs> Because, you know, if, if a lot of people start listening, then the expectations go up. Yeah, we don't want that. We don't want expectations. And then, and then it won't be any fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it was a little bit of a bye week for Minnesota. No games played this last weekend, so no games to review for us. So instead, Dan, I figured we'll go with five questions trades. based off of... Oh, okay, five questions. Yeah, yeah let's make some trades. That's probably more interesting than trades, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's make some wild trade speculation here. That maybe we'd come back and talk. No, I said charades, not oh, trades. Charades. charades. I, like <laughs> I, I thought maybe we'd bring Cal back and we'd finish discussing what a handball is because <laughs> I still don't know. Yeah, good luck ever figuring that out. Um, before we jump in, I just want to remind our listeners and our viewers here on YouTube, anybody who's watching on Scornor's YouTube channel, um, to rate, review, and subscribe to Loon Talk. It helps us get seen and heard more throughout the podcast space. So that would be greatly appreciated. All right, Dan, let's dive into these five questions I put together. All right. First one, how concerned should we be about the 0-4 start? They've turned it around, but I kind of just want to focus right now on that 0-4 start. Going into the season, there was a lot of expectations for this team, and they kind of fell flat on their face to begin the season. How concerned should we be about that 0-4 start as well, kind of a signal for the rest of the season? I think I think you still there's still concern, and, and the reason why is even though they've won two in a row, how many goals have they scored? Two. Yeah. So there's still a problem. So mm-hmm. the, and that that's the funny thing is I wasn't all that concerned when they're on forks. I said it's too early, but my concern level is the same now. Even though they've won two in a row, I'm still at the same level of concern, and that is why is this team not scoring goals? Yeah. Uh, on the upside, the defense looked great their last couple of, Absolutely. particularly their last match. I thought the defense back four was great. Uh, they've got a goaltender that's on a roll. So uh, my concern level hasn't changed because they won two matches. My concern always was, you know, n- first first and foremost, why can't why are they struggling to score goals for long stretches of time? And that is why they went 0-4 to start the season. So my level of concern is about the same as it was, really. Yeah, I think I'm right about there. I'm a little I was a little bit more concerned going into uh it was the Vancouver game, the first win, right? Mm-hmm. Um I was a little bit I was pretty concerned going into that just cuz they had they had had so much of the ball and they were shooting they had so many shots on goal and they still weren't finding a way to get the ball into the back of the net and it just seemed like if this kept on that kept on going on much longer there would be a lot of questions of confidence going into further matches, and you don't really want that going into this kind of a season that goes on for so long, for so many months. It's really yeah. hard for a player to keep on going, um, especially with this upcoming break that they're going to have, the nearly month-long break coming up. Um, yeah, you don't want to you don't want to struggle for confidence. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, there's so many layers to all this that goes on, and and, and the player's confidence is such a big part of it. And I don't think. I don't think 
in my opinion, I don't think the players' confidence level was really rocked until that fourth loss. You know, the I think the Austin? first one, yeah, the first one, it was like, yeah, all right, nobody wins in Seattle. They're really good. And the second one is, okay, we got some things to work out. And the third one was, well, we, you know, I think the fourth one was probably the only one where, and you notice that's when they came out and they played with a better effort and they, they got a win was at about that point where players were starting to doubt themselves. And, and I, I think you have to give, you know, that's a tough, that's a tough position to be in as a coach. Um, because mm-hmm. you can't, as a coach, Adrian can't go in and say, we must win. This is a must win game. Cause as soon as you play that card and they don't win, you've lost, you, you're, you're, yeah. you're in big trouble. You're screwed. So a coach has got to help this team try and get their confidence back without pushing the panic button. And it appears with two wins that, you know, they've done that. So, um, you know, you, you, it, the the storyline on this is if this team makes the playoffs, it was, wow, they overcame a really, really bad start. If they mm-hmm. don't make the playoffs, well, they couldn't overcome their really, really bad start. And neither one is really true because right. what, what this team's doing in September and October has nothing to do with what happened, you know, two months ago. Yeah, and if they do make the playoffs, according to a lot of statistics and history, it'll be a pretty historic feat because I think only – two or three teams have ever come back from an 0-4 start to get to the playoffs. And two of those were last year in the weird season when right. they switched things around late in the season on how you qualified for the playoffs. So and you know, it's hard to know, take that into – hard to take that right. seriously. Well, you, know, you, know why, you know why this team could do that and it wouldn't be an amazing feat in my mind? is because most teams that start 0-4 are really crappy teams. Mm-hmm. They're bad yeah. teams. They're yeah, NYCFC good. last year, they weren't that good, but they were also mm-hmm. dealing with a new head coach that right. had never coached them before, and that all came true in in one of the weirdest seasons we've ever incurred or been a part of because of the COVID pandemic. Right. So it was just all a really bad start for them. And then Inter-Miami, they were going through whatever the heck they were going mm-hmm. through to begin that season. So right. two of those so. teams that have made the playoffs off an off an 0-4 start, and I think Miami did off an 0-5 start, yeah. but that was sheerly based because they switched to points per game last year. Right. So, you know what? It, it, this this is a good team. They were in the Western Conference Finals last year. If they uh, rebound from a 0-4 start and make the playoffs, it's not to me it's not an amazing feat. It just shows you that most teams that are good teams don't start the season 0-4. It rarely happens because, well, circumstances – in this case, led to just a just a terrible set of four games. So we'll yeah. see what happens. You know, we're going to know a lot. I was going to say we'll know a lot more in the most month. No, we won't because they're only going to play once in the next month. We'll <laughs> right. know a lot more in about six months. <laughs> no at the schedule. end of at the end of July, we'll know a lot more. Which yeah, you know, right. that helps. Oh yeah, but absolutely. As so. we've seen in as we've seen in the past in MLS, especially with Seattle, and not this year obviously, but mm-hmm. Seattle's generally known as the team that has really slow starts. Then they pick it up in the summer and just find a way to get hot right at the end of the season. Yeah. And that's all that really matters. No one really remembers how you start the season. It's always no. how you finish. So no, that's why. Let's if, see how if it they goes. make if they make the playoffs, no one will be talking about how they started the one four, except yeah. for a look back and say whether well, they really recovered from a yeah, horrible start. Absolutely. So yeah, it's just a footnote. All right, so then question number two here on this week's Loon Talk. How much should we read into the two straight wins? They were both 1-0 wins at Allianz Field. They're very much needed wins. Uh, Great defensive performances in each of those two wins. Um, 
the attacking displays still was left a lot to be desired just right. because they, the goals came late in the match. But the way they came was nice to see. How much should we read into those two straight wins? Well, I would, I would read a lot into it. Um, and if you're an optimist like I am, you're going to say, okay, it doesn't matter who they played, how they won, what the score was. They got wins they needed. Both yeah. late goals in both of them. I mean, it was, you know, I think both those matches we were sitting there going, all right, well, we'll get a draw. It's not a loss, you know. <laughs> right. But Just get a point. The, right. On the pessimi- uh, pessimistic side of things, it's easy to look at that and go, eh, yeah, they, they didn't play that great. They only scored one goal in each one. There, there's still a long ways to go. So uh, my take is doesn't matter. You win. You got six points. You had zero points in the first four. You got six. You got three in two straight games. And I think that they'll, I think they'll win this weekend coming up uh, against Real Salt Lake. Um, so I read a lot into it. But yeah. people who have a little different viewpoint on things that aren't quite so optimistic – I totally understand where they'd say, "Eh, I wasn't impressed. Yeah. And they weren't impressive wins other than maybe the defensive effort uh, last time out. Other than that, now they weren't impressive wins. So I don't know. What do you think? Do you think that uh, those two wins cured everything? No, not, not by a long shot. If they had been wins where it was offensive firepower, it was like three nil, four nil games. Then yes, I'd, I read a lot more into it just, but because they were one nil, wins each time and mm-hmm. because those goals came in the second half and one of them came in the 94th minute it's hard it wasn't to read even the second half it was the next game <laughs> yeah. it was, it's it it's really hard <laughs> it really was we were getting ready to do the post-match show and then we all, of a, sudden, there, yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden up. we had to change everything at the last second um yep. i don't know i don't it's hard to read too much into them just because the way those games played out the thing i do like a lot out of them was the defensive performances the offense, I'm still wanting more, but I think the thing that I'm reading most into is how that defense played, despite Michael Boxel once again having to play with different center back pairings in each of those games. Um, but the defense definitely turned around. I think Chase Gasper had much better games in each of those games than he had mm-hmm. the previous four. I liked what I saw out of that. Um, just having a left back who's confident, again, really goes a long way for the rest of that back line, I guess, just because the way they want the fullbacks to play. So having him get his confidence back helped a lot um, towards my confidence for the rest of the back line. Um, as for the rest of the mat, the rest of the team, the goalkeeper situation looks like it's still a toss-up at this point, um, now more than ever, because it looked like going into the season, Dane St. Clair was going to be the number one. Now after those two two games it looks like Tyler Miller's the number one and who knows how long that's going to go on because you have two number one keepers that you can't really keep on the bench for very long so there's still questions there I'm still questioning the offense I want more goals out of them despite how much shots they're getting they're creating plenty of chances it's just they're not putting much into the back of the net yeah you've got you know I see I don't the goaltender situation I don't look at as you know Dane lost his job or Tyler Miller had lost his job. You know, to me, when you have two number one goaltenders, mm-hmm. I don't think that you I, – I can't put a definition on it. He's number one. You know what? Whoever's playing that night is one, and then there's one A and there's one B, you know? Yeah. Uh, they're both starters. I here, Here's the part of that frustrates me a little bit, is I have a lot of confidence in Dane St. Clair. Mm-hmm for a guy that's really basically his second year of playing full-time in the league. 
He's very good. But I have more confidence in Tyler Miller. Um, Tyler's got more experience. Tyler, uh, his distributions are better. He's got a, just an incredible, you know, right leg. He can put that ball, yeah. you know, far down as you want it. Um, what frustrates me a little bit is that I think I don't see how this team ends up with both these guys on their roster at the end of the year. Yeah. Because that's a luxury you just aren't really afforded because you need that resource in the whatever goaltender you decide is expendable or that you choose to make a trade or a deal for. And unfortunately, I don't see any way in the world that that's not Tyler Miller. Right. I mean, I can't see any scenario where Dane St. Clair has moved to another club. No, not with not with where they drafted him no. and how much resources they put into getting getting him to where he is at at this point and how much promise he's shown in the half season that he played as the starting keeper for this team. The first four games are kind of an the first four games of this season anyways are kind of an anomaly that I as Adrian pointed out, probably one of those goals in those games was on him. It was that mm-hmm. second goal in Colorado. He probably could yeah. have done more on. Other than that, not many goals that he could have done more on to stop. So I, I liked what I've seen from him, mm-hmm. especially last year, but in, into this year as well. I would like to see him get better at distribution. Um, but yeah, there's. I'm with you. I don't see a way at the end of this season where Tyler Miller's still on the roster just yeah. because of like you said, it's a luxury that most teams don't have is two starting keepers. Heck, Portland's on their fourth keeper, a guy that they had to loan in for the rest of the season because yeah. they've had they've had injuries to their to their starting keeper and their backup keeper and their third string keeper. Yeah. So here's here's the question. Here's a question for you. Yeah. All right. Tomorrow, Minnesota United is playing in the Western Conference Final again. Who do you want in goal? Tomorrow, based off the last two games and confidence, I'm going Tyler Miller. I want but, Tyler Miller. Yeah, if it's tomorrow. But if it's at the end of the season, well, it's, you it's might tough. be in goal by the end of the season. You'll, be, <laughs> you'll have played center back with Michael Boxel. We all get a turn, right? Isn't that? I'm thing? a little short for that. But you know, sure. they got the eye of the loon where they have the veteran they honor <laughs> yes. in the stadium. Yes, uh, we're going to rotate the other center back position. Fan of the game gets to play the first twenty minutes with Michael Boxel. Like, just couldn't be just get his center back pairing numbers up. It couldn't be worse a- than zero and four. Come on, he's already got a hundred caps for the team. He's already got a hundred appearances for the team. Let's yeah. get his let's get his center back pairings up to a hundred while we're at it. That's the record. All right. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know if if it's tomorrow. I'm definitely taking Tyler Miller. But like you, I just don't see a way by the end of the year that Tyler Miller's still in the roster because no. it's such a good trade asset that you have with him, especially if he's playing well like he has been. It'll be interesting to see what happens. So I like it'll be fun to follow that one and it's a good it's a good problem to have. Yeah, it would stink to lose him because he's he's a good keeper. He seems mm-hmm. like he's a good guy. He was on uh the T V broadcast last year, um and he's gone through a lot to come back from that injury, uh the surgery that he had last year. So uh it would stink to to lose him, but Obviously, if you're getting a lot in return, then it makes it worth it. Um, so the next question here, question three on our five questions from the bye week. What should the expectations be for Minnesota now that Adrian Uno and Franco Fragapane are here? Because uh, I think it was last Monday, the Loons announced the official signing, uh, or last Tuesday, excuse me, that they announced the official signing of the Argentine winger, and then Adrian Uno made his... 
plane trip over here and is, was seen practicing with the squad, I believe, this week. So they are presumed to be in the lineup or on the bench this coming Saturday against RSL. What should the expectations be for Minnesota now that they have a true number nine and a, design, or a true left winger for the first time in a while? Well, I think the because you start 0-4, uh, whether Uno's ready to play or not, or Frag, is it Frag, Fragapani? I We'll have to ask Cal. Yeah, we got to look that one up before he plays. Yeah. Um, uh, your expectations have to be changed a little bit. Going into the season, uh, it was, okay, they should be able to compete for the top spot in the West. Um, from what we saw last year and the way they finished strong. And, and obviously, it's not realistic now um, with the 0-4 start. So um, I think the expectations now have come to the point where it's, I still expect them to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be very even at a even at an 0-4 start. I think it'd be very disappointing if they didn't, because this year would not be a, it won't be a success if they don't make the playoffs. So that's something this club has to get through and and make the playoffs. and And I would expect that they should be good enough um, with the additions. And um, you know, there's going to be ups and downs with uh, players gone for international duty, and there'll be injuries. And um, but I think that the expectation should be that they'll um, be a contender at the end and and you know i guess i would say their goal should be to get back to the western conference final uh yeah. for a second straight year yeah i i that's kind of where i'm seeing them now now that they have a designated player in Adrian no and uh a really true left wing attacking threat in the argentine winger franco fregapane however we're going to pronounce it we'll have to ask cal here in the next coming days um cal doesn't even know what a handball is why are we asking him <laughs> Fair enough. Until you know how, until you know what a handball is, you can't tell us how to pronounce. I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I would hope that I would think they would start scoring more goals. I mean, it's well, the law of averages. Have. The yeah. law of averages says that with the amount of shots they're creating, they're going to score more goals. And now that they added two new attacking threats that should be up there and some of the best in the league, they're definitely my expectations. They'll score more goals and that they'll get to at least the Western Conference Finals, and hopefully that they'll push through those last 18 minutes and get on to the finals. We'll yeah. See. Yep. It's long ways to go, though. A lot yeah. of time to tell. You mentioned uh, that the team will be without some players coming up, and that will hit no closer to home than losing Robin Lode for a month due to him playing for Finland in the Euros. They'll also u- lose Yuka Raitala. Um so my fourth question today is how will the loons fare without Robin Lode? He's been besides maybe Emmanuel Reynoso in the last two games, easily the loon, this team's best player so far this season. He's played out of position at the number nine spot. He generally seems wants to play at the right wing spot, but no matter where they put him so far this season, he's played outstanding. He's been their best attacking threat this season. How do you think they'll get by the next month without him? I'm, I'm concerned. Um, I think he's he's become a veteran presence on the pitch and in the locker room, and mm-hmm. this team's going to miss him greatly. Yeah. He was kind, of, you know, his demeanor. He was kind of a calming force. You know, so many so many number nines come in, and it's you know it's the rock star mentality. You know, yeah. you love those guys. I know you do. <laughs> um, and I don't know what you're talking about. I don't have those lots on Ibrahimovic jersey upstairs. <laughs> so he he's the opposite of that. He just comes in and works hard and keeps his mouth shut, and he's very calm and mild-mannered. So I think they're going to miss that presence. I don't know that, you know, with the new guys coming in, maybe they'll 
put plenty of goals, you know, up on the board. But I think they're going to miss him as a player, uh, as a guy to look to, as when everything's going. What, what did uh, Tyler Miller say? He's a he's a rock at the bottom of a river, and everything's yeah. whirling around him. Yeah, uh, that's kind of what Robin Lode is. He's just that rock that they can look at. You're not going to see panic on his face. You're not going to see him flopping and trying to you know create a um, a foul call. He he just does his job, and they're going to miss that. Um, and it is concerning. It really is. It's the guy that's been leading this team for not only this season, but the end of last season too. Yeah, and I with the goals he scored last year and how key he was toward or for that offense and creating space for Emmanuel Reynoso and creating space for Kevin Molino last year and now creating space for Ethan Finley and and uh, Hassani Dotson as their wingers this season. I think without him, it's going to be a big loss, and we'll see how he plays now with um, Uno and and uh, Fregapane coming in this weekend. We'll see them a little bit. I don't imagine they'll start. I can't imagine they will. I mean, they're both pretty much in game shape. <laughs> I mean, Franco was playing well, up until, <laughs> I would until rule, the I would day rule before any- they announced the signing. <laughs> I wouldn't rule anything out. Yeah. I really wouldn't. We'll hey, see. listen to this. This is I punched in uh, – uh, Fragapani. How do you spell? Is it F R A G? A P A N E. Yep. Okay. All right. How does Siri say it? Fragapane. Fragapane. Okay. She says Fragapane. That okay. doesn't sound right, does it? It sounds weird. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Maybe that's yeah. right. Who knows? Maybe we'll I'm see. pronouncing it incorrectly. I'm just gonna go with Franco until I learn how to fr- pronounce Franco. This. Franco. Franco. Sounds better. Yeah, I don't know. I'm a little concerned with how they'll do, but looking at their matches, well, looking at how long he's going to be out. So he, Finland plays their last game of the group stage in the Euros on June 21st. That's the end of the group stage. He, they mm-hmm. Finland has a really tough group. They have Belgium, Russia, and Denmark in their group, if I'm looking at it correctly. I don't imagine Finland would get out of it, but if they do, uh, they the round of 16 game will play. The round of 16 takes place between the 26th and the 29th. Okay. So then if you just go with with Finland getting eliminated in the group stage, June 21st, that means he'll definitely miss the FC Dallas game because we found out last weekend that uh, he will be staying through this Real Salt Lake game and then he'll be taken off. Um, so then that means he'll just me- miss the FC Dallas game, but then mm-hmm. there's obviously travel and getting back into the States, so you'll probably right. need a week or so. So that puts you probably past the Austin game, past maybe the Portland game. So you're looking at a July 3rd return, depending on how long Adrian wants to give him off. Um, so then he would come back against San Jose. So you're missing two games, uh, or three games then, and two of them against teams that, generally look like they're going to push towards the playoffs in FC Dallas mm-hmm. and Portland. Austin yeah. gave you trouble last time, so we'll see how that turns out. Um, I don't know. I'm a little concerned. I'm I'm concerned how they'll get on without them, but I also am a little bit optimistic now that they have the two new signings that they should be able to make up for his loss, hopefully. That's hopefully. my view anyway. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. But, yeah, if you're not concerned, then you haven't been watching what he's been doing. So Yeah. All right, so then question five, and this one might be the hot takiest of them all, Uh-oh. and that's generally what gets clicks in the sports media industry, so we got to have at least one of them. Um, and it's a talking point among the fan base. We talked about it after the fourth loss. We both decided we are not in the camp that wants Adrian out. But the question stands, is Adrian still the right man for the job? As, of right, now, to, as, as of right now today, absolutely. 
Yeah. Because you don't have anybody else. You can't take a team and just, you know, look back, look back in history of when teams uproot a coach, make a change early in the season. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of times those teams, you know, all of a sudden miraculously turn around and go win a championship or get to right. a championship or win a conference. It, 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 it would be a, dumb move it would be a dumb move at this point and it's not going to happen um at the end of the season i don't know i you know nobody knows but the owner and he knows what he knows and um adrian heath has given you know people don't like adrian because they think they know more about soccer than than he does and that's (laughs) and that's silly um this guy came in and he said here's my plan and He's basically stuck to the plan. He's done what he said he was going to do. You know, it, it's it's tough to be a coach, isn't it, when you basically do what you say you're going to do, and then people are still unhappy. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and I let's mean, be cl- seriously. Let's also put all our chips on the table here. Uh, our special guest next week looks like it will be the man himself, Adrian Heath. So take with it'll be take- it'll be the coach of Minnesota United, whoever that is at the time. <laughs> with that <laughs> right now it looks like yeah. adrian heath will be joining us next week on loon talk um it looks like that is all set to happen that'll be next monday night um so take with take what we say with a grain of salt if you want to um our opinions still stand i think adrian is still the right man for the job um i don't think that if they did get rid of him they'd go after a big name they'd go after one of the assistants in the league um, so I don't know that you would want to have an assistant, a former assist or current assistant, come in in the middle of the season and try and coach someone else's roster that they've built for the last three years. I mean, ever since no. Adrian took over, ever since his coaching staff essentially took over the roster construction, you've seen how good they have been. I mean, they've they've gone to the playoffs every year that he that basically he's been one of the key parts of putting that roster together. Um, and I think that the team that they've built so far or into this season, now with the two latest additions, is the team that he's wanted all along. And I think we're going to finally see that come to fruition. And like you said, his plan, he laid it out when he came here. It was a three-year plan. It wasn't going to be good the first two seasons. But in the third season, they got they got to the playoffs. They've made progress mm-hmm. every single year. They got to the Western Conference Finals last year. Now they haven't scored that much yet this season. They've struggled to find a number nine basically since he – he came here, but it looks like Adrian Uno is that guy. So hopefully, let's let's yeah. let's see that come through. But I wholeheartedly believe Adrian is still the right person for this job to take this team where the fans want it to go. There's uh, no indication that he's lost the uh, the respect uh, of the players. Mm-hmm. There's nothing on the pitch that shows that they aren't playing hard for him. Yeah. And there's nothing that we've heard from talking to players and uh, people around the team that he's lost the uh, lost the clubhouse. So yeah. it's just it's silly. Um, now you can say at the end of the year if they don't make the playoffs, that's a step backwards. It certainly is. And mm-hmm. then anything's on the table. And Adrian knows that. You'll, that's you just part of the that. job. You can ask him that next week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, ask you can. Him, okay? I'm not going to. Yeah, you can ask him <laughs> if you don't make the playoffs, should you be fired? And then I'll just wait and listen for the answer. Should that be how we lead the? Huh? Should that be how we lead the conversation? Might, might be the shortest interview in history. <laughs> <laughs> he won't answer. He'll just leave the stream. You can call us a wanker or something like that, and we'll be done. We'll be all done. <laughs> no, I just, he's the he's the right guy. He was the right guy for an expansion franchise, mm-hmm. and uh, 
um, until there's reason to see that he has lost this club on the pitch or in the in the uh, locker room um, until they don't make the playoffs. It's there's nothing. Nothing's going to change. Yeah, I. I'm with you. Yeah. I don't think anything's going to change. He's still got the locker room behind him, and it yep. looks like everybody in the squad is wholeheartedly behind Adrian Heath as the manager. They just got two new signings. They invested, what, I think Andy Grader said around $5 million in the in the two new guys. So yeah. the team's clearly still putting or investing in his squad. So I don't see that changing anytime soon. I still no. think despite the 0-4 start, despite the 2-4 and start, I guess, to the season, He's still the right guy for Minnesota United to take them to hopefully a championship this season. All right, so that's our five questions for this week. We will now take a quick look around the league. Dan, let's start here. A report from Andy Greeter uh, today says Minnesota United are pursuing the 2022 MLS All-Star Game to be hosted at Allianz Field. Your immediate thoughts on that. I think I haven't heard that. I hadn't heard that one yet. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And, you know, if it's like other professional sports in this country, when you build a new stadium, usually you get it within a couple of years. Yeah. Orlando got one when they got their stadium. Uh, LAFC was supposed to have it last year, but obviously the pandemic canceled things. So they'll have it this year. Um, So they don't have an announced site yet for 2022. Hopefully that is Allianz Field. It'd be cool to see Allianz Field once again uh, broadcast to the world on yeah. a cool stage. Yeah, I think that'd be really a great, great moment. And, and, and they should get it. Um, you know, Austin FC just got going. You know, they should get it in a couple of years down the road. And, you know, Cincinnati just be, open up their stadium. They'll, yeah, they'll get there it. Should, there should be a little payoff because I assume that it's, it's a revenue builder for the team. And I assume that they get a chance to, uh, uh, again, show off to a, a, a national audience their, their beautiful facility. And, yeah. um, yeah, I think that'd be awesome. Hopefully it happens. And, uh, that would be, uh, you know, and with you know, we're in Minnesota, so you always hope you know, cross your fingers that you know the weather's good. <laughs> Hopefully, that July <laughs> weather holds out for us. Yeah, yeah. So no, I think that that'd be that'd be really cool. Um, not really in the league, just involves U.S. soccer. The U.S. men's national team set to play their first match since March. They'll play the 13th ranked Switzerland side on Sunday in Switzerland. Um, that's this Sunday. It's a bit of a tune-up before they resume CONCACAF Nations League action next Thursday, which is my birthday, um, against Honduras in the semifinals. Happy birthday. <laughs> I just had to point that out. Okay. just wanted to point it out. Wait, 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 we wait, know what wait, I'll wait, be doing for my birthday. Wait, I'll be watching wait, the U.S. Me, men's national write, team let play. Let me write that down. Yeah, write that down. Remember that. Uh, the Timbers injury woes just continue to get worse today as they announced Andy Polo will undergo season ending surgery after he suffered a meniscus injury, um, this weekend from a tackle, um, from LA galaxy defender, Derek Williams. Williams was sent off with a red card. Andy Polo joins goalkeeper, Jeff Antonella and defender Ishmael Jome on the season ending injuries list. Sebastian Blanco and, uh, Nij Giotta have yet to debut this season after injuries they suffered last season. And then it goes along with Diego Charo, Laris Mabiala, Christian Paredes, and Steve Clark are also currently out for the squad that sits, I think, in sixth in the Western Conference yeah. right now. They are yeah. just struggling with injuries right now. You know, and, and you want to talk about, you know, trying to overcome an 0 4 start? Try and overcome having 11 guys on your, your injured list. I mean, yeah. there was a time last year where Minnesota had a pretty impressive lineup. That was on, you know, out out mm-hmm. with injuries, yeah. and the good thing. Well, I don't know. Here's a question: Would you rather have one 
of your top players out or 10 other players. You know what I mean? <laughs> 10 because, of your depth pieces out? Yeah, because this is really, a lot of these guys are depth pieces or mm-hmm. they're players that, yeah, you can bring a guy up and play yeah. and he'll be okay. They're not their premier top players. Yeah. Um, I think the only I'd, ones you'd say are their premier are Steve Clark, their goalkeeper, and then Sebastian Blanco. And then yeah. Nijigyoto is also a designated player, I believe. So, so they got a lot of money invested in yeah, a lot of guys who are not playing for them right now. Yeah. No, that's a mess. And that's that's much harder to overcome than an 0-4 start. It really Absolutely. is. Yeah. This one is a bit of old news because it broke literally moments after we ended recording last week. But uh, Columbus Crew, it was announced that Columbus Crew ownership and fan supporter groups had come to an agreement about the much maligned <laughs> rebrand that would have stripped the crew name from the official name of the club. The crew name is back in. They've changed the new logo to have the crew name in it and the uh, year 96 in it. it. takes out that weird triangle they had at the bottom of the logo and puts in the 96. Uh, it was good to see that the ownership group realized they had screwed up a little bit with the rebrand. Came to an agreement with the with the fan supporter groups that basically saved the crew in the first place from leaving Columbus. So, I mean, I like the news because Columbus SC just didn't sound right. Columbus Crew is always just a much better name, considering it's been there since 1996. Two, two guys know, from like Minnesota. News. When two guys from Minnesota can tell you that's a dumb idea. <laughs> two two different generations. Because I right. I remember the the original the Columbus Crew that played in the NASL against the Minnesota Kicks. And we were both going, well, that's dumb because that's a good name. So yeah. when they sent out the release, was it from the Columbus FC or was it from the Columbus crew? For the announcement that they're going back to the that Columbus they're going crew? back to the crew. Because at that point, was, they weren't the crew. It was from the Columbus crew and the Nordeca, which is one of the fan, one of the biggest fan support okay. groups. But for- they weren't the crew then. So it should have been from the Nordeca and from Columbus FC. <laughs> it said Columbus FC. Ownership Group, I think. Oh, and okay. Columbus right. Ownership Group and Nordeca co-announce or something, whatever. <laughs> but uh, it literally happened moments after we got done recording. So it's great timing. Yeah. No, good move. Part. You know, you guess you know what? You got to give them the, uh, the, the respect they need, they deserve for figuring out that they did something dumb and they fixed it. So yeah. good for them. Yeah. Good job. All right. So that concludes Around the League. Um, Dan, next up for Minnesota. We finally have a game this weekend uh, against Real Salt Lake. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. our favorite goalkeeper will not be in attendance because oh, he'll be playing with on. the U.S. men's national team. So David Ochoa, oh. all Loons fans' favorite goalkeeper on so in the league, won't be there. Oh. <laughs> Revenge game canceled. Let's go home. Yep. <laughs> no need so to stay up till till eleven thirty watching that game. Yeah, I, I that was a, when I saw that. I, that was very. It was a letdown because you know what? That's why teams love to have players like him because even the broadcasters from Minnesota are going, "Oh, good, we're playing Ochoa." You know, yeah. we got storylines. I love storylines. Fired up, yeah, because he's going to do something dumb. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. I mean, RSL still does have Rubio Rubin, who scored four goals, had two assists, a couple of those against Minnesota. So he's been lighting it on fire in his mm-hmm. first season with the club. So there's going to be a lot to watch on Saturday night. You can hear the game on Score North with Dan and myself. We will be broadcasting that on Score North on AM 1500, Score North mobile app, and on live.scorenorth.com if you want to tune in. Dan, you ready to get to it? Your favorite Let's segment every week? I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling uh, good. You should be. It was a good week for you. 
it was a terrible week for me, but it was a fantastic week for you. Um, so write that down, our weekly segment, where we each make three soccer-related predictions. <clears throat> At least one of the predictions has to be Minnesota United-related, um, and then we'll keep track of the predictions all season long. We'll call them goals throughout the year. The most goals at the end of the season wins the golden boot. So let's get an accountability session, shall we? Yeah. Yes. Cal came up with quite the prediction last week, and this was fun to follow. He predicted that River Plate will start their next Copa Libertadores game with less than 11 players on the pitch because they had COVID issues and injury issues. Right. And just a bunch of issues. Sick guys, injured guys, yeah, guys with, you know... Well, yeah, they, they started with play. 11 guys, Yep. nobody on the bench, but of those 11 guys, none of them were goalkeepers, so they started an injured <laughs> midfielder in goal. <laughs> injured mid... Hey, you. Hey, you. <laughs> you, you can't move anyways. Goalie. Go in yeah. goal. You, you're, you're injured and you can't play midfield, but you can stand there because anybody yeah. can play goalie. Wow. Goalies really aren't soccer players. They really don't play soccer. <laughs> They're, they're, Next week's guest, world. Tyler Miller. Me and Tyler got to talk about that. <laughs> you guys can hash out if a, if a goalkeeper is a real goal is a real soccer they can, player. They can pick the ball up. Come on, totally different. Well, needless to say, they started with eleven guys on the field. I mean, and they got by. They at one they were up until late in the game. They were up two nil. They had a shutout. A clean sheet up until late in the game. They ended up winning 2-1 in mm-hmm. a pretty impressive display. Uh, I've been kind of delaying this one because I don't want to get to it. <laughs> I, had, <laughs> I had two more come off the board. You had two more go on the board. I said Juventus will not qualify for Champions League this season. And gosh dang it, it came so close. Yeah. Napoli had scored a go-ahead goal late in the game. Or, yeah, it was in the second half. And then they gave up a game-tying goal like literally six minutes later, I think, and the rest of the results played out where Juventus ended up qualifying for Champions mm-hmm. League. But it was so dang close to happening. I was on the edge of my seat watching all three games because by that if much. you have the ESPN Plus app on, I think, Apple TV, you can watch multiple games at once. So I was watching all three games that mattered in that at the same time, and it was glorious. And then you said... Chicharito will not score a goal against Portland, which made me stupidly say Chicharito will score a hat trick against Portland. You know, well, you know, I want to play poker with you because if it's that easy <laughs> to suck you into doing something dumb, I want to play poker with you. I'm going to put – I'm just going to say it, I have no idea how to play poker, so let's play poker. I mean, if you had even said, okay, I think he will score a goal against Portland, that would have at least been reasonable. Ah, let's see, how, well, let's see what, how many did he get? Oh, that's right. They got shut out. Yeah, none. Yeah, yeah, they got yeah. shut out. They got shut They lost. They had nothing. Chicharito didn't score a goal, so I lose one. You get another goal. And then you said, pulling this one out of nowhere, FC no, Minnesota. It's nowhere. It's Division def- One of the Minnesota Amateur <laughs> Soccer League. It's Division <laughs> One Soccer. <laughs> you said division. FC Minnesota will defeat Lions FC at Hazelwood Park. Yes. I checked yeah. today. They've won, or FC Minnesota won 3-2 at Hazelwood Park over Lions FC. See, so. that was closer than I thought it would be. I was. Yeah. I saw the score the next day, and I was. Oh man, that was. That was not. I thought it was going to be a gimme. So there was no word on how it played out. So I don't know if it was just them giving no, up they, two late goals or whatnot. On but, the uh, MASL website, they don't. They don't give you a lot yeah. of details. No. no, I was really hoping we could play this one out and tell the story of the game, but they didn't provide <laughs> any of that. It's just a three-two <laughs> win for FC Minnesota. So you no. get another one. That means you have five We're goals on get, the season. Yeah, and you are five of eight so far of everything that's come that's happened. 
so far. So you are sixty three percent correct. Too, though, so yeah. 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 Meanwhile, the rest of us, myself, guests, and listeners, are all over for the season. So I'm going to put myself out there this week. I'm going to take some chances. Oh yeah. I'm not going to predict someone getting a hat trick though. <laughs> not especially not. Well, that's no fun. Chicacharo or whatever, whoever it is you like. <laughs> All right. So, Chichi Rodriguez, whoever you're gonna, it is you like. If you're going to say you're going to put yourself out there with some of your predictions, by all means, start us off, Dan. Michael Boxel will figure into the scoring on Sunday. And it's Saturday. Saturday against Real okay. Salt Lake. Goal or an assist. Write all that right. down. Write that down. Write that down. I don't know why. I just had, I was feeling some good vibes from, from number 15. You know they're not playing San Jose, right? He only scores when they play San Jose. <laughs> no, hey, we got, we're playing Real Salt Lake. It's not Real Salt Lake, by the way. No, it's, it's Real. Real. <laughs> yeah, Real. All right, write this down. There are two games where the East plays the West this weekend in MLS action. They will split. Okay. So I think it's, if I'm remembering correctly, okay. NYCFC play LAFC, and then Portland plays Philadelphia. They will split. <sighs> That sounds so like a write this down from a guy that really wants a win. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I just need goals at this point. All right. Write that down. Dan? International Friendly Saturday at AT&T Stadium. Okay. That's in uh, what, which Texas, Texas City is it? That's, uh, that's Dallas. Yeah, that's Dallas, yeah. That's Jerry. Um, Iceland versus Mexico. Mexico. The one we've all sh- been waiting for. Mexico will <laughs> shut out Iceland. Okay. All right, I like Shut it. Shut out. Clean sheet. Write Iceland, that down. the darling of the Euros a couple Write years that ago. Down. Gave us the uh the original skull. yeah, the original skull, skull chant skull. that the Vikings ripped off. Did a and by the way, did an amazing job. Well, they had one of the players come and teach the fans essentially. It was and it, it's mean, awesome. Have you been I there mean, they, for US Bank Stadium when they do it? Yes. Yes, and you, if you're going to steal something, do it right and they did it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they did. That it right. they did. That was it a good sounds move. it sounds awesome in there. I've yeah. never seen it live, but yeah. on the TV it comes through pretty well. All right, write this down. By the time the Loons return home for the game against Austin on June twenty third, they'll be above the playoff line. What? Yep. You nuts? No, they're. You look at the standings. They currently sit on six points. So, the so last, that mean that they they have to win. Saturday. They basically have to win their two game, the next two games. Well, there's only two games between then. Yeah, but would that give them enough? That would give them if they yeah, did win those two, so they'd have twelve points. Yeah, because San Jose and Portland currently sit on nine, mm-hmm. Colorado sit on ten, Houston sit on eleven, LA sit on twelve. So there's now you need some teams to lose though. That's yeah. fine. They'll lose. Okay. All right. Write that I like down. It. I hope By you're the, right. Write that down. By the time the Loons return home for the game against Austin, they'll be above the playoff line. Got it. All right, I like it. All right, I'm going back to the Minnesota Amateur Soccer League Division One stuff, not this lower division stuff. Stay with on, it. You got to get in that lower division. I'm going. No, you can't predict that. Division One stuff. You know what's going on. Uh, back to Hazelwood Park on mm-hmm. uh, oh, what day was that match? I think it was Sunday. This Sunday, okay. I'm picking an upset. Lions FC mm-hmm. is taking on the Fire Soccer Club, Fire SC, and the Lions have yet to win a match. Okay. They will win their first match of the year against Fire SC at Hazelwood Park. Are all the games at Hazelwood Park? No. They got a lot of they got a lot of parks. Okay. Pitch, stadium. Pitch. Pitches. It's division one. It's division one ball. Yeah. All right. Write that down. 
I got to be careful because I think my future son-in-law used to play in that league at the Division One level before yeah. he moved. So, yeah, I got I to make sure I don't sound like I'm making fun of it or I'll hear about it. No, I, I, it's good soccer. No, it is. It's good soccer. Okay. So write that down. Lions write, for win. Write this down. Manchester United will win the Europa League final this coming week. They play tomorrow. The Europa League final against Villarreal. So you stayed with the Division One pick two there, just like I did. Yes. Okay. Well, so, sort of. Nice. Europa well, League is kind of second tier to Champions League, so it's sort what? of second. It's sort of second division. All right. All but right. Manchester United will beat Villarreal in the Europa League final. Okay. When is that? Tomorrow. That's tomorrow. I will be Wednesday. racing home from work. It's at two p.m. CBS or CBS okay. Plus or Paramount Plus or whatever it's called. I don't know. It's on one of those channels. Okay. So I'll be watching it. Cool. Wearing Manchester United jersey. Good stuff. All right. Good that was stuff. all three. Did you do three? That was it. Yeah. All right. That's all three. I guess that's it for this week of Loon Talk. Remember, you can find us anywhere you find your podcasts. You can also find us on Score North's YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. Rate, review, subscribe. Give us a follow at our separate Twitter handles where if you're watching the YouTube uh, video, you can see our our Twitter handles right below us. I'm at John Harrison 90 on Twitter. Dan Terrar is at Dan Terrar on Twitter. D-A-N-T-E-R-H-A-A-R over on Twitter. Dan? It was good right. talking to you. We will talk to you Saturday night. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Can't wait. Another Can't win wait. coming up, Johnny. Let's let's hope so. All right. All right. That has been Thanks, it buddy. for Loon Talk this week. Thank you, sir. We will talk to you all next week.